Along your business journey, have you ever had a moment where you looked in the mirror and thought, this is not what I thought success would feel like? I've got the car, I've got the money, I've got the promotion or the title or the things, but you're still unfulfilled. Well, friend, I know that exact feeling because that is what started the ripple effect of this movement of learning to redefine hustle and pursue success God's way. And here's the thing. The world wants you to believe that this this feeling of unsatisfaction means you need to be doing more and you need to go for more and you need to make it happen. No, 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 friends. It's about learning that we cannot anchor our fulfillment in the world, but only in the Lord. And that's where we're going this month on the podcast. And it's perfect timing because it is the month of Easter, and we're going to be weaving the story of resurrection into this as well. So grab your pen and paper, and let's go. Hey, friend. Welcome to the Hustle with Heart podcast. I'm Erin Harrigan, a Christian wife, emptiness mom, speaker, coach, and lover of tacos. And I'm your host for the podcast, Taylor Made for Christian Business Women, who have had success yet feel something is still missing. The heart of this show is to help entrepreneurs align results to God's truth. My mission is teaching women like you how to break free from overwhelm and overachievement so you can carry out God's assignment with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment. On this show, we apply biblical truth to business with practical application so you can tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus to build a thriving kingdom business. If that sounds like you, you're in the right place. And if you're ready to learn to redefine hustle and pursue success God's way, let's get started. Hey friends, it's good to see you back here. Well, if you're listening to this, you're not seeing me, but if you're watching this on my YouTube channel, you can see me. I am recording this on what is supposed to be a warm day here in Maryland, but I also live by the Chesapeake Bay. So we're getting a massive winds and rain. So I am doubled up here. And because of the humidity, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're seeing the poofy hair, which would have served me well in the 80s. Um, but it's not so exciting now. So listen, we're continuing our conversation about fulfillment and really excited to be here talking to you. This is the third week. It's it's um, third week of April, 2022. It's Monday, April 18th when you're listening to this. And yesterday we celebrated Easter, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. And we're gonna use some of that today to talk about where discipline meets fulfillment. And here's the thing that is really important for you to take away from this. This is probably going to be one of our shorter podcasts because lest you should walk away thinking, I have to do something to earn fulfillment in the Lord. No, no, no. That's not what we're talking about here. But as we're using the four keys define, direct, discipline, and develop to talk about what it means to be fulfilled in the Lord and not in the the worldly, empty things of the world like we talked about on one of our last episodes. It is really important for us to understand that we do have work to do, that we do have to put uh, feet to our faith, that we do have to take action Because while the Holy Spirit equips and qualifies us, he doesn't do the work for us. And as James says, faith without works is dead. And I want to reiterate to you, 
that it's not about earning fulfillment because nothing you can do or say will ever change how the Lord sees you and defines you. Let me say that again. Nothing you can say or do can change how the the Lord sees you and defines you. He loves you, period, right? But the beauty of Jesus's resurrection is that he came to fulfill all of the laws so that we would no longer be subject to those things and those requirements, right? So what does that mean for you as a Christian woman in business? That's where we're going to go today. So by the way, the four keys link is down in the show notes. You can grab that. I also have another tool for you that I'm going to talk about towards the end. But let's revisit our definition of fulfillment. So this comes from Word Hippo. It says that fulfillment is the act of fulfilling as well as the state or quality of being fulfilled, the the state or quality of completion. We talked about that last week, that the Lord will complete what he has started and the act or state or the state or quality of realization and realizing that letting go, letting God Jesus take the wheel, allowing him to direct us does not absolve us from the work that needs to be done, but rather it inspires and empowers us to do the work for his glory. And you'll remember that we talked about our greatest needs as human beings are security and identity and acceptance and purpose. And all of those things completely intersect with utilizing the four key framework to redefine hustle and to pursue success his way. So I'm going to start us today. You're going to hear me rifling around in my Bible as usual. By the way, many of you have asked. So I love, love, love my Charles Stanley Life Principles Bible. This is the Bible that my mentor, the Velvet Hammer, sent me after I accepted Christ. So it is well-worn and well-loved. This is the New King James Version. Um, Certainly it comes in other versions. I love this because he has 25, I think it's 25 life principles, and it really is bringing the Bible to life in in our modern day, and those principles apply throughout our life today, which is beautiful. So there's a link to this in the show notes as well if you want to go grab a copy of that. So I'm going to start in Kings, which is fascinating because I've been reading Kings lately, and in fact... This, the week that I was planning this particular episode, I was reading this. And what I found was in Kings 8.58. So let me go there. And this, this first Kings is really about Solomon, mostly about Solomon's rise to power. And I'm getting ready to jump into the part where he has been so faithful in following the Lord and being disciplined in upholding the Lord. However, he's about to turn away from that. I'm kind of like a little bit dreading that. Okay. So in 1 Kings 8, 58, Solomon is blessing the assembly. He has just prayed a prayer of dedication over the temple. And this is what he says um, in 8, let me go 857 and 858. May the Lord our God be with us as he was with our fathers. May he not leave us nor forsake us. 
58, that he may incline our hearts to himself to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, which he commanded our fathers. And this is what Dr. Charles Stanley says. And I love this because this is like the intersection of direct and discipline from our four keys. He says, since we are all prone to wandering, which it says in 1 Kings 8, 46, it is wise to pray regularly that God would give us great love for him and grant us the desire to walk in his ways and joyfully obey his word. And that obedience is what we walk out in our daily discipline and in taking the mission-focused action in our business. And what strikes me here is that we will all wander. And that is why it is so important to understand how are we defining fulfillment? What what are we saying that fulfillment is to us? How are we allowing the Lord to direct us to find our fulfillment in him, right? And then how does our discipline meet fulfillment? Where do those two things intersect? So I, I just, I love that he started with, we are all prone to wandering because I don't know about you friends, but I've been walking out my my Christian, my kingdom walk since October of 2014. And I've been walking out this hustle with heart assignment of the podcast and my book and private coaching and my rooted group coaching membership starting in 2018, like really ramping up in 2019, but, but starting like the seed planted in 2018. And yet, and yet I still find myself sometimes wondering, would I be more fulfilled if the the results were bigger, if my bank account was higher, if I had more clients, like all of those things. And yet he always turns me back in my prayer when I'm saying, Lord, direct me and redirect me and use me. Uh, one of my coaching clients the other day posted on social media that she wants the Lord to unsettle her. I thought that was so powerful because to be unsettled means w- we would be unsettled because we're not going in the direction of the world, Right but we still have to be disciplined. And so I still struggle there. So this is what it says in Psalm 119, 36 and 37. We covered this last week in direct as well, but for the sake of where discipline meets fulfillment, it says, incline my heart to your testimonies and not to covetousness. So it's being disciplined in walking out what God has given us. You've heard me describe that as yield your fruit. Your fruit is not my fruit. My fruit is not yours, but we have to be disciplined in being focused on Christ until steady, to be focused on him only, to have our discipline meet his fulfillment. And turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. There's those those worthless things, the things that distract us, that get us off track, that, that disrupt our discipline. Oh, that's a good one, Holy Spirit. And revive me in your way. Inclining our hearts to his, right? Being disciplined in our time with him, starting and ending our day with him, those bookends of our day. Being disciplined and putting the things on our to-do list that move our mission forward. Being disciplined, friends, and taking a break, getting up from your desk 
and and allowing the Lord margin, right? Being disciplined in taking the action that you need to take. I was talking to another coaching client the other day and she was saying, you know, I've mapped out this incredibly disciplined schedule and it doesn't seem to be working. And so we talked a little bit about how there's so much happening and that part of this could be spiritual warfare that the Lord, that, that, you know, the enemy wants her distracted because her business is growing in so many ways and God has called her to so many things and God has given her a clear vision for where her business is going to go. And we talked through that. And then she said, it, it was like a light bulb hit her. And she was like, oh, wait a minute. I haven't actually been disciplined at working this time blocking. So she had blocked the time, but she hadn't been disciplined in putting it into practice. And see, the fulfillment doesn't come from checking the box. The fulfillment doesn't come from the, the productivity, if you will. The fulfillment comes from knowing that you're being obedient to what he's given you to do. The fulfillment comes from those moments where you are at your wit's end and you know you can't do it by yourself, but you turn to him and say, Lord, I need you. And he shows up and maybe doesn't fulfill what you asked for, but fulfills by showing up or changing your perspective. Because remember, God doesn't change circumstances. He changes people, right? Oh, this is so good. Okay. Now I'm going to take us over to Galatians. And I have a couple places I'm going to take us in Galatians, and then we're going to end in John. So I'm going to Galatians 1 to start. And this is so critical about our discipline and, and where we're finding fulfillment. So in Galatians 1 verse 10, it says, for do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. I just want to grab my phone and go to a different version of that for you in case you're sort of, maybe you're newer to the Bible and you're like, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. This is what it says in the New International Version, the NIV. For now, am I trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. We are his uh, we are his servants. We are his co-laborers. We are his ambassadors. So we are not here to find fulfillment in taking the action for the accolades and for the recognition and for other people noticing it. Friends, I am guilty of this. I want you to know, you know, I always come to you with truth here. <laughs> I struggle here too. And it is important that we know that we take this discipline and, and we take the action to honor and glorify him. You know, he gives us gifts. And he connects us to the people and the opportunities like our business. Your business is a place for you to administer the gifts that he's given you. And you walking out those gifts, you taking that action is your gift back to him. It is your obedience. It is you glorifying, hallelujah, rejoicing and praising and worshiping him. So let us remember that our fulfillment from discipline is not about pleasing people. We take the steps because we honor the Lord. And we are disciplined in keeping our eyes only on him, not to earn our way into heaven, not to earn his love or his grace or mercy, because none of that we do we deserve. And remember what I said earlier, nothing that we say or do can take us out of his love, can change how he sees us and how he defines us. Whew, getting worked up here. All right, so let's go to Galatians 5. And you may recognize what I'm about to share with you because um, this is verses 22 and 23, and this is the fruit of the Spirit. So I want to be clear that the fruit of the Spirit and our spiritual gifts are given to us when we surrender our life to Christ. So 
if you're listening to this and you are a woman of faith and you believe in God, but you have not given your life over to Jesus, I'm going to post a link to the prayer of salvation. I've never done that before, but I'm I'm going to do it boldly because when you give your life to Christ, that is when the Holy Spirit indwells you and and that is where the fruit of the spirit begins and that's where you know your spiritual gifts begin. Mm, go Holy Spirit. Okay. Galatians 5:22 and 23. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, self-discipline, and against such there is no law. Against such there is no law. This is what Dr. Charles Stanley says. We are in you when we are in union with Christ, the Holy Spirit's primary responsibility is to produce his likeness in us. He teaches us how to be totally dependent on God, which then produces an overflow of these gifts. It is from that overflow that we operate. It is from that overflow that we impact and serve our clients. It is from that overflow that we show up and reflect his light. Because remember what we've talked about before, that if your business is the ground in which you are administering your gifts, God is going to have you cross paths with people that you may never have met ever otherwise. And, and you may be the only way that they know Jesus. You may be the only Jesus that that they get to know because you reflect from an overflow of these gifts. He says, we cannot genuinely produce these qualities on our own because our sinfulness mars them. Mm, yes, it does. However, when we are completely reliant upon the Lord, which takes discipline, when we are completely reliant that he is our fulfillment and our portion, and we obey the promptings of his spirit, that is him directing us, and that is us taking the action, these gifts flow freely from us and draw other people to him. And draw other people to work with us. If you've ever experienced the joy of taking a look at your client list or taking a look at the people in your Facebook group or taking a look at the people who buy your products and you know, like you know, like you know, that they are your ideal clients, it is incredible <laughs> to see that happen because they've been drawn to you because of how you show up and reflect Christ. Okay, the last place that I'm going is John, where is he? 19, verse 30. John 19, verse 30. So let me go there. Okay, and this is what it says. So yesterday, if you're listening to this on time, it was Easter. And we know that we celebrated Jesus rising from the grave. And uh, I want to find... Um, my favorite song, here we go, by North Point Worship. And I'm going to share these um, lyrics with you in just a second. But this is what Jesus said from the cross. Hanging on the cross, Jesus said, when Jesus had re received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Friends, it is finished. Death was overcome. Death was arrested. We spend so much time in our busyness trying to get everything done and thinking that 
you know, the world is revolving around what we can do, right? And we know that we need to be disciplined. But as overachievers, we very often take the direction that Lord gives the Lord gives us. I want you to do these two things. And we say, well, I can multiply that by three and I can do six things and it'll be even better. And here's what you need to understand. Jesus said, it is finished. There's nothing more that you can do to earn God's love or eternal life right? Doing more than he's given you to do is going beyond what needs to happen. So we have to be disciplined and understanding that I said this in one of the last episodes, you know, God already knows your last chapter and he, he is giving you the directions of what needs to happen in this chapter that, that positions you for what's happening in that chapter, right? But you've got to be obedient. You've got to be disciplined. Jesus is saying it is finished. It is finished. And it means that only he is the solution to our sin. And only he is how we, how we encounter God. And only he is our fulfillment. Like, can you, can you, can you see that? And are are you connecting those dots to your discipline He's relying on you to do the work that he's given you to do because it is how you will impact the kingdom. So we've got to be disciplined. And that's where it connects with fulfillment because we don't find our fulfillment in the discipline. We find our fulfillment in him, in him. So these lyrics I want to share with you. So this is from Death Was Arrested, song by North Point Worship. And the link to this this song will be in the show notes as well. This is my very favorite Lyric, our savior displayed on a criminal's cross, darkness rejoice as though heaven had lost. But then Jesus arose with our freedom in hand. That's when death was arrested and my life began. In your head, you may be singing the next part, right? Your grace so free washes over me. You have made me new. Now life begins with you. Mm. This is where discipline meets fulfillment. Friends, be disciplined. Be disciplined. Do the work that he's given you to do. No more, no less. What is the last thing he asked you to do? If you're struggling with what's next, have you done the last thing he asked you to do? Ask yourself that question. And know that your discipline isn't about the action or the bigger results or the bigger bank account or the longer list of clients or or any of that. Your discipline is about obedience. And that's where we find fulfillment. And turns out this wasn't one of our shorter episodes. So, but I am going to leave it there. And I'm going to say two things. Um, Please be sure to check out the link to the blog that I found when I was researching these these episodes called Finding Fulfillment in God. Um, Go find that link down in the show notes and read that. We're going to unpack that a little bit more next week and really focus on Psalm 63 as we talk about development definitely go find me on Voxer. I love connecting with you on Voxer. It's a walkie-talkie app, and I can add you to my podcast hangout where I answer your questions and I dig a little bit deeper into the content. And then absolutely, if this speaks to you, would you screenshot it and share it? And be sure you listen to the next little piece about the special tool that I have have for you this month of April and go check that out. I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, it's the first month of Q2. 
And you may be thinking, I have not even put my strategy in place and I don't know where to start. Well, friend, I have got a free tool that will help you. It is my 90-day mission plan tool, and it is a simple one-sheet exercise that will help you boil down all of those thoughts and ideas that you've got for the next quarter into actionable steps. It is the same exercise that we do every quarter in the Rooted Group Coaching Membership. So grab it at the show notes below. The link is right there so that you can start working on Q2 today. And even if you're hearing this towards the end of April, it's never too late to plan your next 90 days. Go grab that tool today. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle With Heart podcast each week. I pray it brings you value as you pursue success God's way to build a thriving business. Remember to check the show notes for my free tool and other helpful links. If this episode speaks to you, take a screenshot, share it with a friend, or share it on social and tag me. And come find me on Voxer, where I love to connect with listeners in my podcast hangout. The link is in the show notes. I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll experience the joy of learning to hustle with heart and that pursuing success God's way will produce much fruit and impact His kingdom in greater ways than you could ever imagine. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.